Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Brad, and I'm here today with my son, Joey. We hope that you're staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 663, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you and your family on just about any budget. Simply text us at 636-395-0544 to book a trip or get a free quote. A small refundable deposit of $200 is all it takes to hold your reservation, so contact us today. All right, listeners. Well, it's me and Joey at the controls again today. Vicki, your usual host, got back from her trip late on Sunday night, and she has kind of been exhausted all week, so we told her we'd take the show again this week so that she can get a much-needed break since she really didn't have a vacation from her vacation before she had to be back at work the next day. So... You got me and Joey again. We will try to keep it as entertaining as possible. So today, I really wanted to talk about the big news of the week, which is Disney Genie. That opened up yesterday, which would have been Tuesday, October 19th. Today is the day after. So we're going to look back, like, what were the good things? What were the bad things? What were the ugly things about Disney Genie on opening day. So I kind of wanted to talk about some of the biggest takeaways and Joey's going to chime in here along the way with his opinions as I go, but I'm going to go ahead and get us started today. So let's talk about Disney Genie. Just as a recap, the Disney Genie itself, just the plain Disney Genie, that's the free assistant that you now get that's incorporated into the My Disney Experience app. And I updated my app last night. It prompts you, oh, there's an update. And you get to add in the Genie part of it into your app. So it installs it. And then once you have that, you have what's called a tip board. That's really the free version, the Genie tip board of recommendations of what it's telling you to do during the day. It's pretty straightforward. I did hear of some people having to reinstall their app to get it to work because it was glitching. I did not personally have that problem. I think that really depends. There's all these different versions of iPhones and Androids and OSs that people are running. I think it just depends on what combination might not play nice for a given update. I think that's why some people have issues and have to reinstall, whereas others, it's pretty clean. Although I can't give you any predictions on which one would be clean and which ones would be glitchy. Uh, You're just gonna have to give it a shot Honestly, reinstalling doesn't seem like a giant issue if that's if that was the solution there, if that did fix it for everybody. That's not really a big one. I would tend to agree, but if you're in the park, like yeah. that day, it kind of would give you like, oh my Lord, I'm gonna reinstall this app and is it is it really gonna come back and have everything I want? It's kind of <laughs> make, makes you a little nervous. I, I can understand people who were yeah. in the park if they had to do it while they're in the park. 
and kind of make me nervous. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Normally, it's not a big deal. Um, so let's go ahead and we'll get into this. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is the value of Genie Plus. So again, I introduced plain Genie itself. That's the free version. Genie Plus is one of the paid options where you can pay $15 per day per person to ride a set number of rides. So, but the value of that can change. And what I mean by that is, is it worth the $15 a day that you're paying for that part of the service? And I will tell you right now, my sources for this show today are mainly Disney Food Blog and AllEars.net. They had reporters out scouring the park trying the app, just doing different things, really test, trying to put it to the test. And that's really where I'm pulling some of this feedback because we obviously were not in the park yesterday. So we're having to go on what these people tested. And, but these are people that do this stuff every day. So they know what they're looking for. But the answer to that question is the value of Genie, it really depends. It depends on what park you're visiting, how crowded it is, because if you're visiting on a weekend or a really busy time of the year or holidays, it is probably going to be worth it because the wait times are going to be significant without it. But if, it's, if the wait times are not significant, you might be wasting your money. Like if you can get in the regular standby line and wait 10 or 15 minutes and get on a ride, Genie is kind of Genie Plus is kind of pointless at that point. You're really just paying, you know, just to be paying if you can get on the ride in 10 to 15 minutes. So it really, really depends. And they think Magic Kingdom is definitely worth it because that park has so many rides. So with more rides, that means more availability. And it comes down to those reservations. Can you get the lightning lanes? So they definitely recommend it for Magic Kingdom. But there are other times and or other parks where it might not make sense in a given situation. So like in Animal Kingdom or Epcot, on a less busy day, you might not even see long waits, like I was saying. It just really depends on the day. Let's talk about Hollywood Studios for a minute, where the Lightning Lane reservations booked up really quickly at that park. That meant their remaining attractions had very low wait times. So you couldn't even really use Genie Plus to its fullest potential. I assume that the free Genie app does not include all the rides. If I'm understanding that correctly, it doesn't, that wouldn't include like Rise of the Resistance, uh, Smuggler's Run, stuff like that. Well, the free part of the Genie app doesn't include any rides. It's just a planning tool to help uh. you decide which part which rides may be best for you to go to so the free part of it the, is just a planning tool it's not paid Alrighty, and then there's the fee per day which is 15 dollars per person per day and that's genie plus what you just said is it person per, per person per day per park like if i bought genie plus at magic kingdom and then park cop to epcot do i have to pay another 15 dollars for the same day it's not per park it's per day so you can park hop and then use it in multiple parks in one day without paying multiple times. Correct. Because I think Disney's thinking $15, people are going to kind of be hesitant about that to start with. Not to mention, 
and it's not just fifteen dollars per park. It would be fifteen dollars per park in addition to the was it sixty dollar park hopper pass that you got to pay for? Correct. If you're park hopping, yes. Yeah. Correct. So yeah, that'd be kind of silly. <laughs> like the Hollywood Studios, you know, you can't really get your bang for your buck out of Genie Plus. If what you want to ride at Hollywood Studios are the super high demand one, which is part of the last tier of the Genie app, which I like to call ILS, Individual Lightning Lane Selection, because I hope it doesn't make me ill when I see the price and have to pay that. That's why I like to use that acronym. But the only reason you're going to Hollywood Studios is to ride Rise of the Resistance and you don't care about anything. You really only care about that super high demand ride. You just buy that one. It doesn't pay for you to get Genie Plus. It would it would behoove you to get just the individual selection and just pay outright for that. So the individual selection is not is not considered part of Genie Plus. No, you don't get anything in the individual Lightning Lane selection by buying Genie Plus. So you just go into the regular Genie one and then you go to add that high one and then it makes you pay for however much it would be that day. Yes, it pro- it'll show you what the price is for that day because again, this is kind of like surge pricing. So you're gonna pay whatever the demand is for that day. So it's gonna be flexible. So you'll have, to, you can make a decision whether you wanna pay that because it'll pop up and tell you, oh, individual lightning lane selection for this ride is X dollars today. They gave us October and they gave us all the pricing and it's there's one price per ride per day and it won't change and it's based on data. So we know what the prices are for October and that it's one price for the whole day for that ride. So it's not gonna change in the middle of the day. So see, that makes me think it's, it's kind of like Uber search pricing, but not because Uber is definitely real time. It will, it could change by the hour. Yeah, because that's by de- that's demand compared to how many drivers there are, and it's an attempt to get more drivers. So based on what you just said about how this works, that's not exactly how this works. If they're doing a set price per day and that's what it is all day long, they don't really care. It seems like they're trying to do their best to predict the volume on that day and set the price at that point and then they're just sticking with it and not changing it as demand even if demand is higher than they think it's going to be i don't really know that's what it sounds like originally when they were talking about it i really had in my mind that it was going to be like uber it could be five dollars in the morning but it could be twelve dollars in the evening but that seems to not be the case for this which I do kind of like. Like, There's some level of planning you can have ahead of time and you can know like it's going to be this much if we want to buy that single lane. Correct. Don't get me wrong. I think it's better to have a set price so that you're not blindsided by a big price spike. I agree with that. There's there's still a num- there's still a limited number. It's just that there's I guess it'd be more likely that there's spots available than on FastPass cuz with FastPass it was you get some for the day so you can everyone got some so it's free so everyone's booking fast passes whereas this might be not everyone's going to grab one since you have to pay for it so the bottom line is it really depends on if genie plus and and i'm talking genie plus here we're back to the 15 dollars flat rate per day per person it depends on whether that's worth it to you based on how busy the park is And that also applies to the individual lightning lane selection as well. It depends on how busy those highest demand rides are. I mean, from what I'm looking at, all the rides that are on Genie Plus are kind of the rides you wouldn't really need a fast pass for. And if if you were there on a day where you needed a fast pass for it, 
it would be so i feel like the whole park would just be unbearable with how crowded it is because if you need a fast pass to get on some of these smaller rides that are almost always at a five minute wait imagine what all the other waits must be at right you know take that for what it's worth that was one of the takeaways from the reporters on the ground yesterday as they were testing this another big takeaway is that genie is smart sometimes it's it's a very advanced algorithm that shuffles through thousand itiner- that shuffles through thousands of itineraries and it tries to use past data in its logic to to help direct you to things that it thinks might be helpful. Now, what some of the reporters were observing was that, you know, oh, they're looking on Disney Genie and they're and it's telling them to immediately rope drop Dumbo. Well, you don't want to rope drop Dumbo. So that makes me think they really are trying to disperse crowds to different parts of the park. Not necessarily, not necessarily adhere to what you want. They might say that, but they're, what they're really wanting to do is to disperse crowds through the park while trying to possibly take your selections into account. And what and it seems like they're trying to get you to a ride that's going to have the shorter wait time because they're, I guess their thought process is this, all the rides are equal, which in our minds, obviously it's not Haunted Mansion is not Dumbo. One of those is significantly superior. But from what it looks like, the algorithm is treating it as, well, you could wait 15 minutes to ride Haunted Mansion, or you could just hop on Dumbo right now. Why would you wait an infinite amount longer for that ride if this ride's right here? Right. And I guess that example is not good since it would it takes into account where you are in the park and those two rides aren't close or aren't really close to each other. But that's just an exa- the example that came to mind, I guess. Correct. And I, I agree. You know, they're not going to build any waiting. I guess you would call it waiting of preference over one ride to another as far as the algorithm is concerned it's they're going to treat it as a flat other other than the individual lightning lane selections which those are on their own they're not part of genie plus anyway so those aren't considered when it's doing your recommendations because this algorithm is not going to be able to predict exactly what you want to do because you like because there's a point where you have to choose between two things and you might like one ride more than another, but if that ride you like more than the other is at a three hour wait and it's right next to this ride that you kind of like that's got a five minute wait, yeah, you want to ride the one, the sh- you're going to get on the one with the shorter, but it doesn't know where that line is, how close the lines have to be before you're going to make that choice because everyone's got a different spot that's going to be at and it's going to be pretty hard for them to narrow in on that. But it'd be interesting to see if they are tracking like what rides you do get on to see if they can pin down those lines to see if they can figure out each individual customer to try and learn their habits so that the app is actually more accurate with that guess. Right. And so one of the comments from the Disney food blog was that the genie is really good at recommending rides that fit into your schedule and are at the lowest wait times that they will be for the majority of the rest of the day. And it does that through, again, forecasted wait times, not actual wait times, because we've heard we heard people all day long yesterday saying, oh, Jeannie said the wait was 20 minutes. And they're like, it wasn't, it was 10. So your actual wait could still be ending up less than the forecasted. But what I don't know is, are they using that disparity between forecasted and real to try to feed it back through the program for future betterment of the forecast? That's what I don't know. 
in Disney Fubog, it also goes on to say what Genie does not do well is it does not keep up with what you've already done throughout the day. Oh. There were things that got recommended. You need to go ride Dumbo. Well, if you've already ridden that, it doesn't consider that. I mean, you can in the app dismiss the recommendation, but it still comes up and recommends it. Now, again, these are things I don't know if they're at inception, it might do this. And as it as they build the database more and more as time goes, they might try to tweak this a little bit as it goes. I assume it's gonna be learning as it goes, hopefully at least. Um, but especially for people that have been to the park and that if you're good at looking at the at what you're near if you know what's near you and you know this park you know all the rides near you and you can check the wait times in the app you're almost always gonna like unless this algorithm can get really good at knowing each individual person you're probably gonna have a better time looking at the app to see what the wait times are to then figure out what you think you want to do most next that's nearby you yeah well there is a feature in the disney genie free part of the app where you tell it up front, here's what I'm most interested in. And you can tell it which rides you prefer and what kind of dining you want to do. They said that it's really important to, to get that entered into Genie because it does use that when it's doing its algorithm. So you could probably affect some of the outcomes of the algorithm recommendations by entering in as much of that upfront as possible. They definitely recommend people do that. Otherwise, it will just be more of a random recommendation of what it's going to tell you. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? That that, make, that kind of makes sense. And that's that's the issue is that they're asking you what kind of rides you want, but that comes back to the issue that of like wait times also are a part of it. Like I I really like let's say like Space Mountain, but if Space Mountain's at a two-hour wait and Buzz Lightyear spins at a five-minute wait, I'm probably going to hop on Buzz Lightyear spin even though I prefer Space Mountain. And there's a line where the Space Mountain line comes down. Like there's a there's a point where those lines have like my preferences have to meet in the middle where I'd prefer e each of them equally. And it'd be very hard for this to learn that, especially in one trip to learn my preferences like that. Yeah, but I think all in all, people were pleased with Genie, the free part of the app, uh, because you can see using the free portion of the app, how long the virtual queue waits are which you couldn't see that before, but you can see that now. So that's a cool feature. And they also say that the dining features are pretty pretty slick because Genie puts all the dining options from the park you're at in one place and it shows the next mobile order window that's available from those restaurants and the reservations that are available and the wait list availability. So all of that seems pretty cool that you didn't really have insight into before. You were kind of guessing at that. So if that's really accurate, I think that's really cool. It can be very beneficial. Uh, next up, another takeaway. We kind of expected this. There were some glitches. Um, for example, one of the reporters said, if you want to book an individual lightning lane selection for the park you're planning to hop to, if you have a hopper, you have to specifically search for that ride you want to ride in that target park you're going to hop to. It won't show up on your tip board in Genie. So that's kind of a pain. Uh, I wish it would be smart enough to know, oh, you have a hopper to this park and it would include all of the possible options for you. Is it not using location to know where you are in the park either? 
I think it is, but it seems like they're going to have to tweak this a little bit. That's what yeah. I'm hearing. Like, because it it's not using it in all cases. It doesn't sound like. Because that doesn't seem to me. That doesn't really look like a glitch to me. That seems like a like a critical oversight more than anything. All right. The next big takeaway is you could possibly get around for paying for individual lightning lane selections. And we've kind of touched on this before. So if you're staying on Disney property at a resort, you can get into the parks 30 minutes before other Disney guests that are not staying on property. And during those 30 minutes, you could try to see if you can get on one of the rides that you really want that's on your list. If you can, then you don't need to really pay for the individual lightning lane selection if that's one of the ones on that list if you can rope drop it and get on it with a relatively short wait you might be able to get around paying for it outright so that's another thing to consider but again this is going to require you to be attentive and to pay attention you know you're going to have to do some real close monitoring of rides and stuff like that to know whether or not that's going to be an option for you because you're it's really up to you and the genie planning tool to look at the weights to see oh i'm willing to wait that i'm not going to pay for that i'm willing to wait 20 minutes for it you don't have to pay you can always wait that's always disney's stance they're going to say well you don't have to pay you can always just wait it just depends on how long that wait is and if you're willing to wait i'm i'm mostly hoping they limit those single ride like the single selection passes pretty pretty heavily i don't want them matching fast pass numbers because the more people that are buying that the longer that's that standard line is going to be like if i if 10 percent of the people riding the ride were on individual single select that wouldn't be too bad but back when they had fast pass 70 percent of the people riding those big rides were on were coming through fast pass it's just crazy and again over hollywood studios since rise of the resistance is super popular uh, they'd suggest rope dropping the other paper ride option, which is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Because if you rope drop Rise, you could still spend a long time in line, and then you'll miss the early morning window to take advantage of shorter lines at Runaway Railway. So that's their mm. recommendation there. It, again, it depends on the park and the rides and how all of them tend to work based on what we know. It also depends on how much you want to ride that, I guess, because it's it's going to be everything involves a little bit of risk there. And if you really want to ride Rise of the Resistance and you don't really mind missing out on, on that other ride, then it probably probably would be worth it to you to just rope chop rise all individual. And there's also you can try to avoid paying the lightning lane for like Remy's Ratatouille. It uses a virtual queue system and the suggestion is try to get a boarding pass for that ride from the get-go which it opens at seven if you're not successful then you can spend the money to use the lightning lane for that ride but the only paper ride attraction they saw run out of availability was rise of the resistance so you'd probably be okay trying for the virtual queue for remy's you just got to keep all this in mind yeah and that's what i like to see is that they're for the most part even up to the end of the day they're not running out of availability for these lightning lanes which is kind of the whole point to me like if like if if you have to be there in the morning to get a slot then why you could just hop in line when it's short correct and we had mentioned this before too genie makes better suggestions if you tell it your interests up front so be sure to do that there's a place in the app where you can tell it 
what your um, preferences are. The other big takeaway that I wanted to talk about was, and I think this has been an inevitability, and it's already been the case for many years, you really can't do Disney World anymore without a phone. You, you really can't, unless you just, I mean, you can, but you are going to be just at the mercy of the lines and you you will have no tool in your hand to help you try to predict or to see which rides may be open or more open during a certain slot anymore and and to me this really seems like it's not that really big of a problem because if you don't already have a like a phone you you're probably the kind of person that's all right being up to the whims of what happens it's just like what happens happens and you got to move with the flow if you don't already have a phone, you're like, and you're not all right with just having to go with the flow, you should probably, like, it's kind of hard to get along anywhere right now without a phone. It's just become an inevitability since pretty much everyone that goes there has a phone. And since they could make it to the point where you can expand everyone's experience, why not? Right. Okay. Just some other takeaways here. Um, just be aware that you might purchase Genie Plus Lightning Lane you might realize later that it's not really needed. For example, one of the reporters from allears.net, they purchased an individual lightning lane for Expedition Everest, which was $7 per person yesterday. Now, they were able to walk right on during their return window because they got that, but the regular standby wait time was only 10 minutes. So. Yes, they walked straight on by paying the $7, but they could have avoided paying the $7 if they were willing to wait 10 minutes. It's a gamble. But again, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a gamble. Because you're not paying $7 to, a lot of the times you're not paying $7 to skip the line. You're paying it to guarantee you don't have to wait an hour. Exactly. Like, yeah, you didn't, you could have just not bought it, but for all you know, it might have been an hour wait, and then you've got to wait an hour to ride this ride instead of just paying $7. And I think the other big takeaway here is that I believe that Genie Plus and the individual Lightning Lane selection are going to be much more important and critical during peak times, because that's when the weights are really going to catch up with you. Of course, they're going to match pricing to be more expensive then. And they will set pricing based on that. Correct. Again, they will be looking to maximize their intake, let's just say. The other thing to note is the wait times throughout all four parks were very similar to what they've been seeing over the past few weeks, even as crowds have increased. But the one big thing that they noticed was that the listed wait times were not exactly accurate. I'd kind of mentioned that before. So there might be some more tweaking they're going to be doing here. I'm sure as they have more data, they're probably going to be scouring through this to try to see if they can make it better predictability-wise and things like that. From what I'm seeing here, they're overestimating a lot of their wait times, which is definitely the right way to go. If you're going to get it wrong, list, list higher than it actually is. Yes, but are they doing that, trying to push people to buy the paid options that's an interesting question because if you just take it face value what the app says oh it's 30 minutes i'm not going to wait 30 minutes but if in reality it's 10 you might have waited 10 i might not wait 30 but i'll wait 10 but if they, you just take the app at what its face value is and don't really check it how you know that's a really interesting question that's oof. 
Mm. You know, are they artificially inflating the wait times on purpose? And now, and I guess that's new because before they had Fast Pass, but they weren't getting money from, at least not Disney World was not getting money from you making Fast Passes. And now they have financial gain for having longer lines as uh, And this, I think, will lead very well into there will probably be a consumer-made app, a fan-made app. They're not beautifully put together and well-presented, but they have wait times based on what people are waiting and that they report in this app instead of what Disney is reporting. They already have that for Disney. Oh, they already do? There's an app. There's a whole app that you can subscribe to because people use it to look at what the real wait times are of people who are actually in the line. Interesting. And so they're always doing the comparison. Well, the Disney app said it was 20, but I got through it in five. So before it wasn't too big of an issue, but now it might become more of a more of something to lean on if you ever want to just double check wait times to Correct. make sure that you want to buy a pass for something. That is true. Yeah, before you really didn't care, but you might care now to know a more realistic estimate of what the wait time is versus what Disney's just telling you at face value. Very interesting. I'm sure all, I'm sure there's many things at play that we don't know about with this whole thing. Um, but that's some of the things I wanted to talk about today. We will obviously know much more as this rolls out into Thanksgiving, how, you know, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. We're going to be there at Christmas. Should be a, should be a hoot. We're going to find out a lot of stuff, I'm sure. Get some hands-on experience with it. Yep. So we will have to make those decisions as well. Although, you know, one last thing I wanted to say, you can purchase Disney Genie Plus in advance of your trip. But if you do that, you have to purchase it for every day. They don't give you an option to pay by the day based on what park you're going to be in. I don't, I don't see an advantage to paying ahead of time. I don't like that because everything that we're reading is you might not need it on a given day depending on what you're doing and the busyness of the parks so i think it very much would behoove you to not pay in advance because you can pay you can choose to pay day of right in the app on the and spot you can, and you could choose at any point during the day can't you you can although i would argue you that want to opt in in the morning the later you get like, i don't think you'd want to pay for a day of genie plus starting at 7 p.m. at night unless the unless the park was is going to be open till 1 a.m. and you think you can really cut your wait times in the evening but at that point you've you've seen how it gets at night you've said it before because you and Kaylee I went home with mom that night after the fireworks you and Kaylee talked about how many rides you can really just bang through after those late night fireworks shows just in standby lines it is true if you're willing to forego fireworks and standing in the center hub to watch fireworks I think you can get a lot of rides done just straight on the rides without anything. Because that was even, because you had stayed to watch the fireworks show and then you went to do that afterwards. And after that fireworks show, a lot of people just started leaving. And you guys said you went on so many rides just because it was late. That's true. Yeah, lots of things to consider. I'm sure we're gonna have lots more to report about this in the coming weeks and months. So Joey, thank you for joining me again today to talk through some of this genie madness. Hopefully it will get better as time goes on. And I think it's also gonna help as people get more familiar with it and how to really leverage it to its fullest potential for their needs. Uh, you can definitely be sure that we're gonna bring you the latest on all things Disney genie on this show, especially during the holidays, like I said. 
lots more people, guests going to be coming, and international travel is opening back up very soon, which means all the overseas people they're going to be coming in too. So that should make for a, a interesting aspect, an influx of people that have not been seen since COVID started. So we shall see. A few final reminders before we sign off. You can text us at 636-395-0544 to book a trip, get a free quote, ask questions, leave a comment, or even if you're just interested in being a guest on the show. Again, that number is 636-395-0544. Just a reminder that it only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation, so contact us today. You can check us out on our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or our Your Story Travel TikTok account, at Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, Joey, I think it's about that time. Just keep swimming. No capes. Have a magical day, my friends. Have any witty things to say? I have nothing witty. Par! You authorized payment on the Walker policy? Someone broke into their house, Mr. Huff. Don't tell me about their coverage. I don't want to hear about their coverage. Tell me how you're keeping insurance in the black. Tell me how that's possible with you writing checks to every Harry Harlock and Sally Sob story that gives you a phone call. Oh, good lord.